This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So I know you're all listening to the Value Investor Podcast here, hosted by myself, Tracy Reinick. But some of you may not be aware that I actually do a second podcast. And you can find it on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, anywhere you can get the podcast. And it's called the Zach's Market Edge. So I do two podcasts every week. So if you just must have more of the podcast and you were only listening here to The Value Investor, be sure to check out Zach's Market Edge because I usually have guests over there, although occasionally I do do the solo shows too. And we cover a bigger variety of topics than obviously just value stocks. But I think value investors would find it interesting as well, because a lot of times there's like some kind of value edge in there. And I have interesting guests all from Zach's that appear on the market edge. So be sure to check that out. If you simply can't get enough or can't wait a week for my next episode of The Value Investor, go listen to the Zach's Market Edge. We just recorded episode number 308, 308 episodes of that podcast. So plenty to listen to. And I encourage you to check out some of our recent episodes. We just had a couple good ones. I just talked with Brian Hayes here from Zach's about the meme stocks. And then last week I talked with Jeremy Mullen. He runs our commodity innovators portfolio here at Zach's. And I talked with him about the commodity stocks, which have been red hot, whether or not it was too late to buy and got a good insight into what he thinks is happening there. So again, be sure to check out the Zach's Market Edge. That's what it's under on Apple Podcasts and the other uh, podcast uh, platforms, including Spotify, in addition to the value investor here. Okay, so back to the value investor. It's time to look at the home builders again. We've had an extraordinary two years in the housing market. I'm sure many of us are aware of what's going on out there. You really can't escape it no matter what city or town you're in. Um, it seems like everybody's talking about the home prices, the bidding wars, um, the eye buyers, whether or not someone's re- remodeling, like you know, where the new apartments are going in. This this is everything that's going on out there. And with the publicly traded home builders, they've had an extraordinary two years as well. Even with the pandemic going on, they've had record earnings and psycho high gross margins. But sorry to rain on the parade here, but mortgage rates are up and they've hit 5% in some places on the 30-year fix now. And that's pushed up monthly mortgage payments by several hundred dollars, depending on what price point you're at, of course. For some people, it might even be $1,000 more a month if you're in that kind of upper bracket. So suddenly these 5% mortgage rates are a little bit shocking. And to put it all into perspective, this is the quickest rise in mortgage rates. It literally has happened within only like two weeks. It went from like three, nine or something to five in two weeks. And this is the quickest rise since 1979, 1980, 
when Paul Volcker, the Fed chairman, was raising the interest rates to try to crush inflation. Now, we are in the rising interest rates environments here in 2022 again, but not as quickly as what Volcker was doing in 79. And our inflation rate is not as high, not even close as 1979 either. But the Fed appears to maybe uh, be getting a little more aggressive. They just did the 25 basis points. We may see a 50 coming up here in May. Um, no one knows, but the Fed, uh, including Chairman Powell, have been trying to prepare the markets for possibility of a 50 basis point rise for the next um, increase. So we're kind of back to this quick pace and it, Everyone knew that the rates were going to rise this year, but most housing analysts, including the home builders themselves, believed it would be a kind of a slow and steady rise like it usually is. And we would not see 5% on the 30-year fix until the end of 2022. But this is just March 2022, and we're already at the 5%. So that kind of blows that, that theory up that you would have you know, through the summer, you could still lock in pretty low and it would kind of slowly increase. Nobody's going to be shocked by it, but nope, that that wasn't going to happen. So where does this leave us with the home builders? Um, in prior weeks, we've heard from a couple of home builders in earnings now. Uh, they're starting to roll it out. Some of them are in the fiscal year, so that's why we've uh, just gotten a couple reports in. We're going to get a couple more when the first quarter earnings season starts up in April. But they've been saying, leading up to the last several weeks, that it would take a mortgage rate spike of about 1% before they would start to see cancellations in their contracts and um, you know people dropping out and people maybe not qualifying for the loan anymore, so then they'd have to drop out, or moving to some kind of other product, maybe like an arm, in order to afford to buy the house and actually close on it. But we have now seen the 1% <laughs> spike that they all thought, and we all thought would take at least you know eight or nine months or a year to get here, it is now here. And remember what happens when you buy a new construction home. So you go to the sales center, or no, let's step back. You look online, because they all have very good websites now. I don't know if you've checked them out, but I have, of course. I've looked at all you know the finishes that they are offering and the different models in various cities, because it's fun. And so you can go online, you can see what's out there in the area you want to move to. Um, again, you can look at the floor plans, they have like the videos, like it's everything. Then you can go to the sales center. And these days, because demand is so strong, the home builders are putting out uh, new lots in their developments on allotment. So they may only release three to five of the lots per month, depending on the community, or they have like a set amount. And then once those are taken, then you're out of luck for that month. A lot of people are on wait lists. So if someone who's next in line decides, no, I'm gonna buy somewhere else, so I'm dropping out, you can drop in. Or if someone cancels a contract, that next person can you know, assume it um, and get 
that lot and that house. So that's the procedure you put, uh, you know, you go under contract, but then you have to wait for the house to be built before you can close on it to actually for the home builder to actually book those sales. So that's the part that gets a little bit tricky when the rates rise. So most of the home builders do not have rate lock programs, not yet, because they weren't expecting the rates to spike this quickly. So there was no real need to have like a rate lock type of incentives or option because everybody was just getting the loans and it was not an issue. But as they rise, we may see some home builders putting that option out there for some of the buyers. So what that means is you will pay more, however, for that loan to lock it in ahead of time um, on the fear of the rising rates, basically. So we'll see if a lot of the home builders start offering that kind of product. But even if people cancel, the demand has been so great, and I say has been because we don't know with 5% mortgage rates what's going to happen here, but it's been so great that they have not had any trouble you know, finding another buyer for those cancellations and usually at a higher price. So if you cancel your $400,000 house in San Antonio that you entered into that contract six months ago, and it's you know nearly complete now it's it's it'll be done in two months say they can go and resell it to someone else for four hundred and fifty thousand now if they can get it um so it's somewhat to the benefit of the home builders if the market stays this strong and demand stays this strong for those cancellations because they'll actually make more money on the cancellations so this is like the complex issues that are going around with the home builders also, in the recent earnings reports that we have been getting from those who report on the fiscal year, the home builders keep saying that they're not seeing any slowdown in people looking at their website. Like, so their web traffic is the same. The foot traffic through their sales centers is the same. They're not seeing a higher cancellation rates. Nothing dramatic is going on there. And many of them have said that if the rates get where it's pressuring affordability for that home buyer, they can always go in the design studio and uh, that's where you pick out your finishes. That's the fun part, right? And instead of spending $100,000 in the design studio that you were gonna spend on like certain countertops or the fancier appliances, you may decide to only spend $50,000 because of the rise in mortgage rates to keep your monthly payment around the same price. So that's an option for buyers. Also, it's maybe an option to go smaller, to uh, buy a different type of product instead of getting the four bedroom, maybe you get the three bedroom. Instead of buying the 1800 square foot, you buy the 1600 square foot. And in 2018, the last time rates rose back to five from like three, six, uh, so they were pretty low, 3.6, and they went up to five. The home builders did adjust some on their product. They started selling the smaller product because they could get, deliver slightly lower price points on that. And the buyers will switch over so that, again, they can afford it, they're qualified, and it fits within their monthly payment. Also, some of them have been saying that some home buyers may be able to take out arms 
or may bring a little bit bigger down payment to the table so that they again keep those monthly payments in the area that the bank is telling them they need to keep it and that they're comfortable with. So with all that being said, I wanted to take a look at the home builders today because as we know, they're dirt cheap and they've been dirt cheap for even the last two years, but they've certainly gotten dirt cheap this year because all the stocks are down. So when the rates rise, usually the home builder stocks sell off. That's just what they do. Even if the stocks are cheap, even if uh, fundamentals still look good, nobody cares, they sell off. So in 2018, when those rates rose, the group sold off about 30%. And just taking a look at the five stocks that I'm gonna talk about today, they basically are down you know, anywhere from 20 to 30% right now already. So how much of these rate increases is already priced in and maybe some of these are values and not traps, or I don't know, because the fundamentals are changing and the, that quick rise in the rates is gonna have an impact on affordability and uh, buyer's behavior, basically. So let's talk about some of these home builders and then we'll talk about some more about some issues just to be cautious about as we move forward. So I'm gonna start with KB Home, ticker KBH, because they just reported earnings. So this is the most recent information we have. And I listened to the conference call and um, it's dirt cheap. It's PE is literally 3.4. Um, I'm waiting for some of these to go in the twos, right? And on this conference call, the analysts were even asking KB Homes because they're now trading below book value these shares. Shares are down 23.6% year to date. And that PE of 3.4, PEG is just 0.26. They do pay a dividend yielding 1.7%. So they asked them, um, instead of the divvy, why not spend some of the money just buying back the shares? Because they're so cheap, that's good use of money uh, for the shareholders. But KB Home is investing and expanding the business into the growth side is what they said. Um, they didn't uh, they didn't deny that the shares are on sale and a good deal here for uh, you know company money to buy in, but they prefer to expand the business and go on the growth side, you know, by buying up land and other things they need to actually grow the business. So they're not going to be buying back shares, but they did get asked several times. So that also brings up an interesting question. Well, just because the company's not buying up the shares doesn't mean the insiders, you know, the, the management themselves can't buy up the shares. If it's trading below book value at 3.4 times, wouldn't that be a deal here down 23.6%? But so far, since they reported earnings, there's been no insider buying at KB Home. Now, we don't necessarily know for sure if the window to buy is open, but usually after an earnings report, compliance allows buying and selling of the shares because you know they have all the conference calls, they talk with the analysts, all the information is put out there. So then they allow the insiders to buy and sell. And in the past, KB Home insiders have bought and sold the stock. So they're not ones to normally sit on the sidelines. So I'm keeping an eye out to see if they start diving in. Um, usually, 
we'll see it, you know, right about now in the next couple of weeks after that earnings report. But so far, they're not buying. So that makes me a little leery here. Um, but let's take a look at those earnings, see if it's a value or a trap. Maybe that'll give us some insight. So for fiscal 2022, which uh, is right now, and they just reported, so four estimates have moved higher, two did go lower, but for the most part, the analysts still had to revise a little bit higher here because they guided strong numbers. So the earnings estimates for this year up to 1018, that's up just two cents from before the earnings that it was at 1016, but that's earnings growth of 68.3% because they only made $6.05 last year. Now they did reaffirm guidance and their margins for this full year. And they got a lot of questions about it. Like how can you with lumber prices soaring and when will that go into margins and what happens with the mortgage rates? And if people start canceling and all of this, but they have a huge backlog and they have to clear that backlog. So those are the homes they're building now, they're gonna close on now, you know, or deliver in, in the parlance of the builders. And that's where the revenue is gonna come. So they already pretty much know unless a lot more people cancel and they can't find a buyer to replace those cancellations that they already know what those margins are going to look like. They already know what the revenue is going to look like and therefore the earnings. So that's also why the analysts are, you know, sticking with the bullishness here. We're already in March. So they have a good idea. Um, even, you know, just going out even the next couple of months, what the deliveries are like, what their costs are like on products and labor. They have all allotted pretty wide range on those kinds of things. Um, and But they still have pricing power. They're still able to raise prices in many or most of their communities across the country. So even if commodities were to spike even higher on some things, they still should be able to make it up, keep those high margins because of the pricing power. But the wild card is this quick rise in the mortgage rates. And so we don't yet know. We need more time, basically. But the analysts still bullish for next fiscal year. Estimates up 6.9% there to $10.88. So 10, they made 6.05, expected to make 10.18 this year, 10.88 next year. There's no decline in those earnings. So no value trap here, not yet. So KB Homes is dirt cheap and is a interesting value stock here. Okay, then we're gonna switch it over to Lennar. They also just reported, but they reported the week before KB Homes, but both of these are in the last two weeks um, here in March of 2022. So this is our most recent information. So Lennar, ticker L-E-N, they uh, dirt cheap too, 5.3 on the PE, peg of 0.7. Year to date, these shares are down 27%. Four of the estimates have moved higher in the last 30 days. So we're out of the week guidelines with them. So it's into the 30 days. So the analysts all did raise off of this earnings. They're um, expected to make 1629 this year. That's up from 1582 just 30 days ago. So analysts getting more bullish. 
And that's up 14% off of last year where they made 1427. They also reaffirmed their outlook and did not see any slowdown either. I would listen to this conference call. And so they're all kind of seeing the same thing, low inventory on existing homes and just strong demand across the board, across all of the geographies. And then next year, this is uh, kind of the key. The analysts are seeing yet again, 9.6% earnings growth with four estimates higher again for next year at 17.86. So no earnings decline yet expected for Lennar. So not a value trap. Okay, then we're gonna switch over to the luxury home builder. We've talked about them a lot on the past. Toll Brothers, T-O-L is the ticker. Um, oh, I wanted to say a few things too on some of these home builders. They're not all the same, even though these are the big guys. Some of them have kind of very different business models and focuses. Some of them are building homes for uh, rent to own or just rentals. They're building single family homes for that. Some have had urban uh, apartments and uh, condo developments like Toll, but Toll has basically um, kind of put a halt to some of that right now. So uh, some of them have financing arms. So you need to, if you're considering any of these, make sure you're checking their business model, make sure you're seeing what part of the country they're building in. If you think, hey, I really wanna own the two hottest markets, Florida, Texas, then you need to make sure your home builder is well represented there because they're not all in the same states or the same cities. So just, just saying that, uh, putting that out there. So I bring that up with Toll Brothers, ticker T-O-L, because they are on the luxury side and they have affordable luxury, which is around 500,000, although that's probably going up now these days. And then they have the real luxury, I guess you could say, where I think it goes up to at least $3 million in like California locations for them but it all does depend on the location for um, you know, their, their higher price point luxury. And so a lot of what they do is customized. You can change floor plans. They have very customized finishes that you can choose from, but you know that if you're going to a toll uh, development. So they too are cheap, PE of just 5.07, so 5.1. PEG is 0.33. Year to date, they're down 31%, even though they do have a share buyback. So I'm sure they're doing it here as these shares continue to sink a bit. And so, you know, they're spending the money there, but still down considerably here year to date. But what do these estimates look like? So one is actually higher for fiscal 2022 in the last 30 days, even though they reported uh, a number of weeks ago now. But one is higher. And we're looking at 1001, which is up, uh, expected to be up 51% versus 663 last year. So another very strong year expected for fiscal 2022. I forget which quarter they're in on fiscal 2022. So it's vital to look at fiscal 2023 with some of these fiscal year guys. And fiscal 2023 is up again, up um, to... 11.28, that's up 12% again for next fiscal year. 
Now, Toll Brothers, again, because it's luxury, how much will the rising mortgage rates impact them? They've said 20% of their buyers pay cash. So if you're paying cash, you're not really caring what's happening. And demand is still strong. In some of their hottest markets like Boise, they literally can raise uh, prices every week. And in some cases, they are in some of these hottest markets. So until that strong demand really cools off, the home builders are still in the driver's seat, um, even with rates rising for now. So I don't see any value trap here with Toll Brothers either. So that's our third stock, Toll Brothers TOL. Then I took a look at two that are coming up and reporting at the end of April. And these are also the other big, big national home builders that we all know. So number four is Pulte. PHM is the ticker. They are, I think, the largest publicly traded home builder. So, you know, I'm going to be tuning in to find out what they're saying nationally on these rising rates. I'm assuming by the end of April, we're still going to be around these 5%, maybe even higher. So we're going to get real good idea about what's going on out there. But for now, seven estimates are higher in the last 60 days for Pulte. It's expected to make $10.12. That's up uh, 39% versus 2021 when they made just 730. And then again, similar to the others, in 2023, analysts still bullish, up another 7.8% to 1091. And two of those are higher in the last 60 days. So analysts are not lowering here, still raising for the forward earnings. Now, how cheap is it? PE of 4.5 and a PEG of 0.5. Year to date, these shares are down 22%, so they continue to get cheaper as they fall here. Um, I'll talk more about that in just one second, too. Why are all these down when they're so cheap? Okay, um, moving on to our fifth stock and our last stock, DR Horton, DHI. I'm sure most of you heard this one. Oh, for some reason, I didn't write the peg on this one, but the PE's at five. I'm sure the peg is under one. I just didn't write it down. Year-to-date, shares are down 27% on this one. And over the last 60 days, 19 estimates are higher and one is lower, but 19 are up. Uh, For fiscal 2022, we're looking at $15.88. That's up 39% over last fiscal year where they made 11.41. And then fiscal 2023, up another 5% to 16.69. Uh, as you can see, both Pulte and DR Horton, neither one is a value trap either. And DR Horton, actually, I saw was a Zach's rank number one strong buy with all those estimates up, but only one down. They also will report the end of the year or end of the year, end of April. They're reporting on April 26th, Pulte reporting on April 28th. So um, like I said, I know I will be tuning in to both of those to see what is going on because things could be getting a little either dicey or maybe not so by the end of April. Now let's talk about why these stocks are all down real quick. So the market does uh, think forward and it is looking at those mortgage rates rising and it doesn't like it. It knows from 2018 and prior cycles that when the mortgage rates rise, 
home sales do cool off. Now this year, a little strange because we have record low inventory of existing homes. And then we have the millennial generation, the largest in US history, out there reaching marriage and children age, which is around 28 to 32 these days. And usually once you have family formations, you want to buy a home or somewhere to live. And so we've been seeing millennials buying at the same time we've had the pandemic and the work from home. So we've had the biggest migration since World War II with people moving around everywhere because if you can work from home, you can live wherever you want to live. So plenty of moving going on. And then we've had the baby boomers, formerly the largest generation in US history, also retiring about 10,000 a day, retiring on baby boomers. And many of them are on the move from the cold, snowy climates to the warm, sunshine states, as I think it's Toll Brothers who keep saying on their conference calls, follow the sunshine. That's where the hottest housing markets are. So we have all of these factors uh, you know, happening at the same time. But the market is thinking with those higher mortgage rates, even still with the low inventory on the existing sales side, and even with these big uh, you know, migrations and demographics and all of that, that we're still going to see the slowdown in housing sales. But will we? I don't know. Um, this is going to be an interesting time for those of you who are housing market watchers. And we will have at least some idea by the end of April if these mortgage rates stay at this elevated level, because both of these builders, Pulte and DR Horton, will be having uh, buyers who entered into contracts six to eight months ago coming in to close on their houses now. And what rate have they locked in? Do they still qualify to buy? Are they going to have to bring the bigger down payments? Are they going to cancel? Um, can they get new buyers in there to buy the house even if they cancel? These are all the questions that just in a couple of weeks we may know the answers to. But until then, Wall Street doesn't like uncertainty and it will sell off these stocks. Um, it will continue uh, probably to see these slide a bit further. But how much more? I don't know. They all are dirt cheap. but. All it's going to take is one of the home builders this coming earnings season to suddenly say, yep, we're seeing 20% less traffic in our sales centers. Yep, we're seeing cancellation rates go from 5%, they're up to 8% now. And none of this would be surprising given what's going on, right, with the rates. But Wall Street probably is not going to like it when they finally do hear that things are slowing. So we could see another leg down or we could see a relief rally because everybody's like, OK, it's finally happening. But these stocks are dirt cheap, but it's not going to crush them down. It's not the end of the world, what they're seeing. And business isn't going to slow that much because of the millennials are the huge generation. And it's going to stabilize in you know, six months. It'll be fine. So I'm going to buy these stocks here because they're so cheap. So 
I'm on the sidelines right now in the home builders because there's just too much uncertainty for me here. But it is already all these stocks on a P basis dirt cheap. And even if the estimates are ultimately cut for next year, let's say, um, and we start to see, you know, the earnings decline a bit, maybe on margin pressure, we'd, we'll, we'll see. They're still going to be cheap, but they're going to be a little bit more of a value trap at that point if we see those cuts. But we're basically at record earnings right here, as you would expect, when the largest generation is now buying their homes en masse. And those demographics are strong through 2024. So keep that in mind when you're thinking about some of these home builders and what's going on out there in housing. But if we see mortgage rates rise even you know further than the 5%, it's going to put a lot more pressure on these stocks. And Wall Street's really not going to like 5.5%. <laughs> That's for sure. So keep that in mind, too. The Fed is still going to be raising those rates, and um, mortgage rates could still rise a little bit further here. So a lot of moving parts on the home builders. Um, some of them do pay dividends. You might want to check out which ones, and maybe that gives you a little bit of something to hide out in if they get even cheaper. So you're getting a dividend along with you know, your patients. But that's what you're going to have to be on these home builder stocks. And we didn't even get into, you know, any of like the, the mortgage companies like Rocket or something. I for sure would not be buying any of the mortgage companies here. Um, I like the home builders more and the outlook for what they're going to be doing over the next couple of years a lot more than the mortgage guys. So keep that in mind. Okay, let me recap the tickers again. So we had KB Home who just reported and they're still not seeing any slowdown or any kind of stresses among the buyers. And that ticker is KBH. Then we had Lennar. They said the same thing, but we hadn't had 5% quite yet when Lennar reported. But, um, you know, they, they reaffirmed full year too. So that ticker is LEN. Then we had Toll Brothers. They are the luxury side. Will luxury outperform simply because, you know, they can pay cash? Uh, we're going to find out. Ticker T-O-L. Then Pulte and Dr. Horton, the two that are reporting at the end of April. Pulte, P-H-M, Dr. Horton, D-H-I. Be sure to tune in. I know I will be, and I'm sure I'll be doing another podcast on the home builders because they still got those good Zach's ranks. They're not value traps. And maybe, you know, this time it, it may be different. I don't know. Um, but it's going to be an interesting one to watch. So you want to be sure to subscribe, as I said at the beginning of the podcast. Get us somewhere, the Value, value Investor Podcast. We're on all the platforms, the same with Zach's Market Edge. We're on Spotify. We're on Amazon Music. We're on Apple. Get us somewhere, and I'll see you again next week with some more value stocks. 
This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.